Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 16 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. Horseshoe Triceps. And I'm here with my shrewd co-host, a former malevolent market maker of 20 years, a man who now passes his days in the lively, affluent city of Regina, a man who is attempting to tame a bunch of degenerate short traders by educating them on the beauty that is market profile. The OG penny stock scumbag. I'm talking about JJ. JJ, how's it going? Good, Ray. How are you? I'm doing excellent, as always. In uh, the last episode, we had on Wall Street Trading CEO and founder Scott Sam San Amaterio. Uh, he worked at Credit Suisse for 15 years during the housing crisis, former online poker grinder, since go Scotty. Uh, what were your take takeaways from last week, Jay? I, I was really, I really thought it was great having him on the show. It's, you know, rarely do we have access to what we call the white shoe guys. And he was right in the middle of it. And he's actually, you know, he actually knew the mechanics of how that garbage was put together uh, because he was the one who actually worked on the documents. So it was, uh, it was fascinating to talk to someone, you know, and for someone who worked at that level, most of those guys, um, you know, and I don't want to be rude, but they have a bit of an attitude. He was really down to earth. He was just like one of the guys. And uh, it was, a, it was a pleasure having him on the show, you know, and it gave exactly. a lot of good insight too. Exactly. Humble guy seems very diverse, sharp, uh, yeah, it was definitely a pleasure having him on. And so today we're going to be discussing uh, my retail trading experience up to this point, what I've learned, uh, what I still need to learn, my successes, my failures, etc. cetera. Uh, JJ will be giving his thoughts on my progress, uh, what I'm doing well and where I need to uh, improve. You know, with the idea that things that we'll be discussing will pertain to the audience uh, that are either new to trading like myself or who are struggling to find their footing um, with consistency. And so with that said, JJ, uh, open up the question to you. Sure. Well, you know, I, I've been watching you look at profile now for about, I'd say two months, right? Yeah. And, not not yeah, even, a and a half maybe. And, uh, you know, you did have your adventures in penny Stockland, right? right yeah. uh, and you found that that really wasn't trading at all. Um, and the concepts that the profile has been showing you, I found that you've been really picking it up quite quickly. Um, and even, uh, you know, even what, you know, our, our difficult days I've noticed, um, you know, we'll be sitting there in the room and I'll kind of poke at you and go, Ray, Ray, what are you seeing? And he goes, and you'll just be like, Hmm, you know, I'm just watching this, you know, I can't really figure it out, but I'm just watching it trying to put it together. And Mm -hmm. that's probably one of the better answers that I keep hearing. And I've noticed that from quite a lot of the people in the room too, who have never even looked at these alien hieroglyphics that we call market profile. And I think watching price action and having people sort of point that out to you, um, it's, it's sort of sinking in. I, I noticed from when I started doing this by just reading and watching videos, uh, 
I, I found my my learning curve was a lot steeper than what I'm seeing people now. Um, uh, you know, pick it up. You know, they they. Yeah. You know, it's 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 pretty interesting, and I, I think you don't really tilt too often, and you don't. The one thing I've noticed is that your discipline has been pretty exemplary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, thanks. You know, I've got to say, you know, there's will be a lot of times where you're like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not trading this. I'm not trading this because I don't see it and I don't understand what's going on. And I think, uh, I think that's really, really helped your progress. I wouldn't really have any criticisms uh, mm-hmm. of, of your progress uh, because you're just kind of doing it by the book, you know, take every day, look at the price action, look at what, you know, the structure of the market's telling you. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's only been, you know, six, seven, eight weeks. You know, I think you're doing really well as are quite a lot of the people, um, in that room. I'm, I'm really very pleased with how quickly people are, you know, it's, it's one thing to say they're taking profitable trades, but the other thing too, that really makes me happy is when people go, you know what? I don't like this price action. I'm just going to sit out. Right. Or I'm going to take the dog for a walk to hell with this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that really pleases me because in, in so much of retail trading, I think we always try and force, force it, right. Force our idea on what the market should do and then take a trade or feel like we're not working because we're just sitting there watching, um, right. you know, and uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm finding really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's a tough, you know, a rope to walk like between, you know, at least for myself, am I being patient or am I being scared? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I rather play, you know, air on the side of caution right now. Mm-hmm. But as I've been progressing, you know, like we were talking about before on the podcast, you know, I got I got stopped out earlier today on a short. Yep. But five minutes later, the trade would have worked beautifully. You know, market started just going down at, you know, quick rate. So, you know, I, I, I get, you know, now that I'm more into, you know, the thick of things from even when we first started the podcast, you know, I'm starting to understand, you know, the trickiness that goes behind it. And I'm also trying to also keep my ego in check, if that makes sense. Definitely. You know, that, you know, that to not be like, oh, like I'm picking this up, like great. Or like, oh, I know. And now I know this. I'm going to go in, start adding size. Yeah. Uh, because I've had a few successful trades. It's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to fight that um, because I know it will humble me quick. And I've already been humbled a few times already. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No. And your journey's it's, it's, it's good. It's almost textbook, which, which is very pleasing. But what, what's been lacking is that crazy emotional, like, ah, you know, which I, which I see a lot of in retail trading and have experienced myself quite a bit. And then you seem to be avoiding that, which is, which is a very good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hope so. I mean, it, it, it's not, it's not like I'm like some, like, uh, uh you know, I, I would like to think poker, that's what one thing poker did help me with because, uh, you know, we talked about this before having to deal with your demons, how trading would bring out your demons you know, I had years of experiencing that with poker. You know what I'm saying? But it's that's not to say like I, it still doesn't bother me. Like today, I had Jay, I had to walk away from the from the computer. Yeah. So after I, I lost that trade, I was like, I'm done. I was like, I was, I was fuming. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, but I guess good thing. 
I didn't, you know, go back to the computer. But the thing that, you know, and, and I'll ask you this is like, how do I calm myself down? Because I'm sure there maybe there were some good trades I could have missed because I wasn't in front of the computer. Or is that a bad way of looking at it? No, it, 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 it's actually, it, there's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, and we always question ourselves, right? If I stop trading now, will I have missed a good trade? But when you get stopped out, um, you know, you need to clear your head and follow your process. But if you're not feeling like you're seeing the market, there's no reason to follow your process into a string of losers, right? Yeah. Right. For example, today, I honestly couldn't trade my way out of a wet paper bag today. All right. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it. You know, I saw that move in A period and B period profile people, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I had 47, 29, 47 and a quarter as a level that I've traded many times before. We got a few ticks above it and then we couldn't find acceptance over it. I should have been short. Right. But the mm -hmm. one time framing up kept me from shorting, you know, so I had two sets of rules going off in my head, my level, but then what the market was telling me. And then the most important thing was that I didn't trust myself this morning. I didn't feel, first of all, I, I felt, I felt really honestly quite stupid this morning. I did not feel like I was on the ball. Uh, we had a long night last night, um, and not to make excuses, but you know, last night I had a couple of good ones when the market fell apart right at the open on that, you know, that sort of, uh, you know, that yo-yo thing that we did, you know, the slingshot when they pulled back yeah, the rubber band all the way, you yeah, know, on that goofy fake, I don't know what kind of news, I don't know what's going on in the world with that, but I, you know, I, I, I executed very well then. But I couldn't today. And so I realized that and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go back to the basics and back to the book. And I just started writing out, you know, what do I see? I see value building higher. I see the point of control higher. You know, we filled the gap and we are, you know, finding acceptance above the gap. Where's price being accepted? And then, you know, then when we had that price probe lower, um, you know, in the middle of the day there, uh, it, J period for you profile people, you know, we looked into, into the previous day's range and rejected out. So that told me that, you know, when we dip back down, traders saw that as a, you know, as a bargain and rushed in to buy it. Mm -hmm. So that, that told me that price is definitely being accepted higher. Now we did not break out of that August balance range. We looked above it and failed and came back in, but value was definitely higher and we put in 11 half hour periods just under 2938 sorry to be technical for people who don't trade futures but that to me told me that price was being accepted at higher levels and so i just kind of tore apart that you know my you know the fact that i couldn't see and i just started going okay what can i see right mm -hmm. i can see this i can see this and i can see this and i'll carry that forward you know for the globex session and and for tomorrow Right. Yeah. And, yep. you know, the good thing is I didn't, I didn't waste any money. Right. I, I didn't pull, I didn't, you know, pull the trigger at all. For sure. For sure. You know, the, the capital pres preservation. Yeah. First and foremost, you know, it really is a battle every day with yourself, you know, like it, it, it's tough, man. But in, in having that self-awareness, you know, like how, how, you know, for yourself, Jay, like how long did that take to cultivate like within yourself? 
to like no like like you know you you at least have the humility you know you even you know i know we talked about this on the podcast before that you coming from the other side thinking like oh this is going to be easy you're gonna you're gonna be able to come in just start printing money how long did it take you to you know and you still have that humility to this day that you know oh i can't see the market i'm just gonna sit back yeah that you know that that's taken i've been retail trading now for four or five years and it didn't really that the the being able to go you know what i'm not trading today and not feeling bad about that that's only been the last sort of year or the last 18 months quite honestly because mm-hmm. i would beat myself up i'd be like oh you missed that oh you missed that idiot foolish right and now i'm like okay i missed that why did i miss that what was i focusing on was i was i fixating on something you know Sometimes I'll be, I'll see something like a poor high in the market or a poor low, and I'll fixate on that, thinking that will go and get repaired, and it doesn't. And then I'll miss like three or four trades afterwards. So I'll write that down in in my you know in my notebook. You know, I was fixated on this, and that I missed that. And I sort of look at my, you know, I, I look at my brain like a um, you know like a 1976 British sports car where the wiring's bad. And, you know, and I'm always looking for where it, where it shorts out. So if I, if I look at it more like that way and try and be scientific about it, it, it kind of helps me from beating myself up. But the calmness that Jim Dalton talks about, you know, where you sit back and you're not like leaning into your monitors, like you're trying to jump into the market, uh, that, that took a while. That really took a while. And every once in a while, too, I'll be like, you know, you idiot. Why aren't you trading? Right. Um, And that'll creep back in. So it's always something you fight. But a lot of people do say that I am calm. And I think that calmness has only come um, as more and more and more I decided to trust structure. Today, I didn't trust the structure and I didn't trust the price action this market was showing me. So I realized that there's there was some sort of conflict in my lizard brain that and I was like, you know what? There's there's no point in risking any money today because most likely the most likely thing is going to happen is I'm going to put a trade out there, I'm going to get stopped out, then I'll try and fix it and get stopped out again and then that's going to destroy my emotional capital. Definitely. Right? And Definitely. um and and that that's something so I try and it, it's a really kind of a weird thing, but I always try and like look outside myself and I look at and see, you know, okay, you're acting like this. Why are you acting like this? Um, and also I think yesterday when I, when I got in on the Globex, I didn't really think about it. I knew that 82 and three quarters or was a level. It, it's a level that I've traded quite a few times down there. And so I knew I just instinctively went in. I didn't even really think about mm-hmm. about it. I was in the room right. and we were talking and I said, look, if it breaks this, it's going to go to 82 and three quarters. And I went there to the tick the very first time. Yeah. Um, and it was just instinctive. Today, I was overthinking everything. And I had too many different thoughts going through my head and my wires got crossed. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's best that, uh, you know, I, I leave the car in the, in the driveway because okay. we got bad electrical. Right. Well, you know, I think I think it's that that sludge coffee you've been drinking lately in the morning. Yeah, I think that's too. I've, I've, you know, I was cheap. You know, I bought the half price coffee and it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Go go back to the the Italian one. Yeah, um, I know. But you know, something else I wanted to talk to you about because I want I want to get your 
thoughts and opinion on developing a trading style. And, you know, this is something I am trying to refine, right? It's like I, I'm finding from week to week, maybe even day to day, I'm still trying to hone in on it because there seems like there's very, there's a lot of different successful trading styles out there and it's kind of incorporating it with your personality. So, so what are your thoughts and what would help me um, and what guidance would you give to me and the listeners out there? I definitely would say, take your time with that, right? Your trading style really depends. What I have found, it depends on your personality. Um, Before I got into this crazy industry, I was a very laid back, calm person, right? Um, The nightclub that I worked at in Vancouver when I was a bouncer, I never even had to hit anybody in two years, right? The worst thing I had to do was maybe wrap wrap up somebody and carry them outside. That that was it. I never, you know, I never had to fight. I, I had a very, very calm demeanor. When I got into the financial markets, um, I noticed that I became a bit more type A personality. Um, and, you know, maybe I wasn't comfortable with that. So when I got into trading, that kind of came out and, you know, I try and take these fast trades or scalp or do those things and it didn't work out. So I, I finally went back to, you know, the fact and the profile really helps. Once again, I sound like a salesman for profile, but I'm just telling you how it helped me um, letting a market develop, letting the structure unfold as the day goes by. And, you know, there are sometimes you see those trades earlier in the day, but for me, I find a lot of the times uh, once I see the structure and I see what the, what the order flow is laying out and what the structure is laying out from the order flow, I can see things a little better and it calms me down and I can take a longer trade or a structural trade. And, you know, and sometimes I can even sit in a trade when we have normal market conditions, mm-hmm. you know, I can sit in a trade and manage it a little bit better. Um, but to find your trading style, it takes a little while. And we had Canny on the show and, you know, he's, you know, he's changed his trading style since, you know, he moved to the West coast and he's working on that. So I think that's kind of like a lifelong thing. And, and you just kind of have to, you know, you have to keep knowing yourself. And I mean, you've only been doing this for a couple of months now. So it, it I, I find that your style is very similar to mine in a lot of ways. And maybe that's because, you know, we're in the, the same room where you kind of let things kind of develop a little bit before you jump in. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I like what you said as far as just trusting the structure, trusting, trusting the profile and letting that dictate the trade is that was I hearing you correctly? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that that's been my that is um that is the one thing that has saved me. I definitely think it's it's saved me from stroking out and having another heart attack. Uh, because yeah. you know, like I, I was really I was really worried after my heart surgery when I started retail trading. When I take a trade, my heart would go into this weird arrhythmia and I'd have to go and lie down. Uh, I would get this rapid heartbeat and, and I don't get that anymore from trading, which is really, really nice. And that's, you know, thank God for Jim Dalton, uh, you know, and, and last night too, you know, uh, when that market sold off and then started one time framing up, I was telling people, please do not get caught short. 
And, you know, and I even tweeted last night, you know, <laughs> the only thing I know is thank God for Jim Dalton because <laughs> what he has taught me, you know, has kept me out of so many bad bad situations you know mm -hmm. it's 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 you know it's it's like that guy and you're walking in a new city and he goes like don't go down that street right <laughs> there, you know you're gonna you're gonna get mugged right they're they're guys they're bad guys waiting there to take your wallet and beat the living you know what out of you uh and and that's what mr dalton's like it's it's you know he keeps you from going down those dark alleys yeah you know? absolutely shout out to jim dalton and let's Always. not forget the unsung hero, Jenny, as well. Shout out to both of them. Much love for them. Another thing, JJ, you know, I find that I don't struggle as much with this anymore that now that I'm able to develop my own thoughts for trade location, you know, and, and, and things of that nature. But what I, I imagine others struggle with, and I mean, even myself too, I don't I act like I'm like totally, you know, scot-free of this, but you know, especially for people in trading rooms, right? Everyone has different ideas. Everyone has different styles. Mm -hmm. How 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 do you help your? How do you prevent yourself from being influenced? You know, to 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 your detriment. If that, if I'm making sense. No, 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 that makes complete sense. I I I was a guest in a trading room about. Oh, two years ago or a year and a half ago. It's actually the reason why I got a Twitter handle. And uh, because I required, they required me to have one to gain access to the room. And I was in there for two weeks and there were really good people in there. Nothing I could say bad about them. The thing is I, I got influenced so much by them uh, because I would have a thought in my head or my analysis and they'd say something against it. And I'd go, Oh geez, you know, that guy's smarter than I am. Right. Uh, I screwed up and I would trade his trade and I would lose money. Right. And in the end I was right. Not saying that, you know, uh, he was, you know, I was smarter than him or anything, but in my head, I saw the market a certain way and I saw what was happening a certain way. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing too, is that was, you know, a year and a half ago where I did not have that year of sitting in front of the screen right? That extra year, which really helped solidify my, you know, my thesis in trading, you know, like these are trades to take. And, um, I, I do find that even in the last room I was in, um, you know, there were a couple of guys in there and, you know, they'd go short and I'd be like, yeah, you know what, this guy's been doing this for 30 years. I'll go short too, but this guy's trading options, right? So, you know, you'd get stopped out and, and then I learned that lesson. Oh, I did that before, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it is very easily, it's very easy to get influenced. Um, it, and, and it still happens. Like sometimes I'll be a tra in a trade and somebody will, you know, have taken the opposite position and you'll doubt yourself. Right. Uh, but I think the more screen time you have and everything seems to be a function of sitting in front of this screen. Um, you know, I have had the luxury of uh, doing so. Uh, for basically three or four solid years every day, day and night, sitting in front of the screen and watching the profile, watching how price behaves at certain references. So that's pretty solid in my head. So when people say something like that, I'll, you know, if they shout out a trade idea or I'm long, I'm short, I'll look at it. And, you know, and I'll, the first thing I'll do is how is price behaving around his, 
his thesis around what he was trying to do. Right. And if it's, you know, but I, I will never trade uh, now on, it's just a rule, right. It's like, you know, never take a stock tip from a penny stock promoter. Right. <laughs> so, you know, don't trade, you know, you just, as soon as you start feeling influenced. And the one thing I found that's kind of helped is when I feel biased or I feel influenced or I feel that I'm not seeing it, I'll say it out loud. Right. Yeah. 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 And you do it all the time. Yeah. I do it all the time. And, and that just, and, and people in, in our room, right. I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm very short biased or I'm very long biased or, you know, I, I'm, I'm really inclined to do this and I don't think that's the right thing to do. And then if I go later on, I'll, I'll go and try and do that. And they'll go, Hey, JJ, you said this half an hour ago, right? Do you, have you changed what you're thinking? And I'll be, Oh no, no, you're right. You're right. You know? So yeah. I'll, I'll have people there to like, to like keep me in line to check me, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I really enjoy having others to even bounce ideas off of or to check with you. Hey, JJ, am I seeing this clearly? Am I seeing this the right way? Yeah, that is nice. It's yeah, it's definitely, I would say a net positive for sure. Being in a chat room is just learning and and I'm, I'm trying to just summarize what you say or just make sure I got correct what you said. Cultivating your own confidence and that you're seeing things correctly the right way, not relying on others. And you develop that through screen time. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's like the people who sell level services and, and nothing wrong with them. They have their business, you know, I'm not, but for me, I, I can't trade somebody else's level because people will always ask me about my level. You know, I'll, I'll call out a level or I'll look at something and I'll, and I'll say, you know, we're going to get a little, responsive buying or selling there and they're always like oh tell me about your levels tell me about your levels and i yeah, usually, we get five, five times a day yeah five you know times and, day yeah. and you know and i just and i kind of slough it off to oh you know these are just i just lucked into this right and because i don't want people to focus on that i want people to understand you know how to come up with their own levels and to watch how price behaves at their own levels which will either validate that level or you toss it out and that and that's really how i i've looked at this over the last four years um you know because what if you have my levels and tonight i get hit by a bus right you're not going to have those levels tomorrow and so you really need to be able to figure this stuff out for yourself mm-hmm. um, and and that's why see the whole the goal of of this education thing that I'm running. The entire goal of what I'm trying to do is make myself obsolete, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You come to me, I show you how to, uh, you know, start to look at a market. You go and you take a Dalton intensive, um, you know, you, you know, you look at the services that shadow trader offers as well. And you start becoming your own, sort of think tank, right? Your own exactly. independent thing. Exactly. And eventually you're like, JJ, thank you. You know, I'm off on my own. My goal is to become obsolete. I don't want, you know, people paying, you know, for 20 years, right? I, I want to make people independent, right? I, that is that is my goal, right? To make independent, independently thinking traders who look at markets objectively and, are able not to control their emotions, but at least to understand their emotions, why they're feeling that way, and you know, be able to you know be in charge of their own destiny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 
it's definitely, it's for sure the best way to teach or to, you know, to learn. And, but it's, it's also not at the same time, not easy. And, uh, you know, a thing that I'm, you know, fighting with myself again. And I feel like this is the whole thing. It's right. It's like this retail trading, me learning to become a profitable trader. It's just a battle with myself, really. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah, get the, get the technical skills down, learn how to, to read the chart. But then after that, it's going to be me versus me. Oh yeah. And the, bringing up patience. Right. And I, th- this made me think of it just because what we were just talking about and, and the way you teach, you are trying to teach us to think for ourselves. The same, th- same thing with, with Dalton and Peter, like you mentioned, but learning that way can, it's also going to have to take patience because it's not just going to happen right away. Oh, yeah. and, and that's the thing I like, and when I was talking about ego before as well, it's like, I got to realize like, Hey, like, Oh, you're just starting. You're only a month and a half into this. Yeah. You're not going to be printing money, but I want to start printing oh, of money. Course. Of course. Well, the, the thing is, we're, this is the money industry, right? And you, you got guys throwing around, you know, market makers making $4 million a month, hedge fund managers making $800 million a year, you know, people having their own planes, their own boats, and I'm talking yachts. I mean, so it, it's a money thing. So it's very hard to separate that from trading well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's great. Like I'm 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 glad you're you're saying I'm learning the right way. You're praising me, but I want the money. <laughs> you, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah. So do I. So do yeah. I. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean so, do I do I I'm, do I miss those, you know, uh, you know, two hundred thousand dollar days? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and will they come again? Yes, right? Because I've been up and down, so I understand that. But here's the thing about the retail trading the whole shtick here is that it is marketed in a way that it tells people quit your job and make your money from retail trading, which is ridiculous is the biggest disservice you can do is tell someone to quit their job and they'll make it as a retail trader. Um, I, you know, like I, I had a guy come to me and I've been talking to him and he's a really nice guy. You know, but you can tell he has been through, and this is actually not just one person. There's about four people in the last couple of weeks. You can tell because they've gone to these online trading schools and spent a lot of money. Like I'm not talking an insignificant amount of money. I'm talking $20,000, $30,000. And they have been taught some outrageous things. That really, I mean, there should be some sort of regulatory body governing education in in the financial markets and trading. Yeah. Not 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 looking for more government regulation, right? Okay. But I'm just saying that some of the things that people are taught are just, uh, you know, I I think it's cruel, right, to to teach people that, um, and 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 to take large amounts of money for them. So they come to me and they've been abused by other educators. And they're like, well, you know, I don't want to really spend that much time learning profile if it's not going to be profitable. So immediately I know that that person's head's not wired right. They're not ready for trading. Or they're like, how much money can I make doing this? Like, no, you're not this that you're not ready for this. Yeah, don't even bother. Yeah. You you had don't even bother. Like just give it up because or if I lost twenty five to eighty grand or something like that and I need to make it back or um you know I, I'm only giving it three months and if I'm not profitable I'll go back to work. I'm like just go back to work now. Yeah, just go back to work now. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, like don't, don't even bother going through this because it's not a get rich quick scheme. And for 300 years, they have been telling people it's a get rich quick scheme. And <laughs> basically that's, that's just leading you into the slaughterhouse so we can get you right. That, you know, that that's the goal of all of this is to bring you into the fun house, put a blindfold on you, spin you around three times, and then we take your wallet. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, and if they're not doing it in the market through penny stocks, now they're doing it in, in these sort of falsified trading education places. And, you know, so is, is this what you're, uh, this is what you were talking about earlier when I kind of went off the handle? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess this leads us into it, you know, <laughs> But yeah, to recap, just what we were saying, you guys, you need to be, if you're going to do this, you need to be in this for the long haul. You need to have a long-term view of it. And uh, yeah, just, you have to keep that in perspective and it's a battle I'm having every day. And so with that being said, we, we have a new segment on the show, we're calling it JJ's hot takes. I'm making the Canadian, the, the, the neutral, you know, uncontroversial Canadian take a stance here on an issue. <laughs> So here we go. This is JJ's hot takes. JJ, what's your hot take for today? Well, I, I've got to say something about these these YouTube videos that you see. I don't know why I keep getting these ads <laughs> of this of this woman going. I've got three easy setups, right? First of all, come on, right? And then you look at some of the websites that some of these guys have out, and you know they're telling people not to use not to use stops. Like, really? You're telling somebody who's never traded before not to put in a stop loss and because they could miss market? the action. Oh, my God. Right? In this, like, really? Like, you know what? If I met you in real life, I'd give you a shot in the head for that. That is like, you know, that is the worst thing you could say to somebody. Or trading is as easy as three easy setups. Like, that is like almost criminally irresponsible to be giving advice like that out to people or telling people to take three trades and you can lose $150 on each trade and you can lose what $600 a day. Right. That adds up. Yeah. Right. I, I've heard these things coming from places where they charge people thousands of dollars for this quote unquote knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I, you know, I, 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 I don't begrudge people trying to make money. But at least don't don't go out there and, and and spread this nonsense, okay? And and some of these people with these with these educational quote unquote programs, and you know, there's a disclaimer in this. I, I have my own room. We do charge people, but it's 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 you know, it's like two cups of coffee a day for a month, right? Is what I charge. Mm -hmm. So compared to twenty five grand or thirty grand, you know, if you're gonna do this and and sell people education. Don't, 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 don't be a dick. Okay. <laughs> tell them, and tell them not like that is, that is, that is, you know, excuse my language. That is just a dick move. When you tell people not to use stops, when you tell people that trading is easy as one, two, three, yeah. right. That yeah. is, you know, you're, you're just being a, just a total jerk off, like cut it out. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and people out there, it's buyer beware before you look at these services, Go find out if the guy has ever, like, if this guy would know a trade desk if he tripped over one, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what did you used to do before? Oh, I used to trim trees. Now I'm uh, I'm teaching trading, you know, or, 
you know, not nothing against tree trimmers. I knew a successful promoter, you know, who made hundreds of millions of dollars who was a tree trimmer. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, go and do some research before you lay down heavy duty money with these people and and go check it out and and take some time and learn the market yourself before you pay somebody to teach you. And that includes me too. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, check me out, look at my YouTube videos. For the love of God, use stops, right? And here's another thing I heard. Oh, I don't use stops because I don't want them to see my order. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, what are you trading? 10,000 contracts and you don't want to show your hand? No, I'm trading a contract on the micro. <laughs> it's like, buddy, really, they don't care about that, right? Right. Put in a stop because in this environment, in this fake news, weird news, tweety environment that we have that I have never seen before. This market swings and acts ridiculously crazy. I mean, look at today. We closed at 2942 today. And then in the maintenance section, somebody put out some news that everything was all wine and roses and unicorns and rainbows. And we're up to 2949, right? So just be careful out there. Put in stops and if you don't understand what's going on, like I didn't today, don't trade. Just chill out, right? And make notes and watch price action because what you see today will help you put the picture again together tomorrow and you'll actually be able to profit off of it. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed that. We're going to have to make this a reoccurring segment. <laughs> that was great. So, JJ. Before we jump into the listener questions, would you like to comment on the current market conditions? Uh, <laughs> I am not uh, a market strategist. Okay. I have no, and I'm going to preface this. Uh, I have no formal finance uh, or economics background. Okay. So, but uh, what I am is I'm a huge believer in market structure and what i am seeing is a repeat of august with these wild swinging ranges and i would advocate people i don't know how the poor swing traders are dealing with this when when the shadow trader swing trader guy dan oshii who's a very sharp guy tells you he doesn't know what to do right now and he's gonna chill out you know i i agree with him even day trading the last two days has been kind of wonky with what's going on in Washington and the news cycle. And it almost feels like the trading in the last two days has been some sort of, you know, a front running of a leak that's coming. Mm. Um, and it's very shady. I, I don't, even as the market, you know, ticks higher and moves higher, it, something's very shady about this price action. So be careful out there. Um, you know, use stops. If you don't see what's or understand, or if you can't figure out where your destinations are, because they are far and wide, uh, don't trade, just chill out because you know what? The market's not going anywhere. It'll be there the next day, you know, and then wait for those trades that are obvious to you that fit in to what you have you know, what you've been doing successfully. Mm-hmm. JJ, what do you think about me learning in these conditions? Is this going to make me 
a better trader? Is it going to be maybe mess me up a little bit because this is not standard? What what do you what do you think about it? Well, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because last night when we sold off violently in the Globex, I felt wonderful because it felt like my crazy penny stock days when there was crazy volatility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I was basically. I was, you know, like they say in the movie Highlander, I was I was thrown in into a pit as a baby to fight for meat with wild dogs. <laughs> right? That that's how I learned how to trade. And so I felt very comfortable when things go completely bananas. Sure. Right? I'm in my element. So this might actually be a good thing that mm-hmm. you are, on, you know, because right now we're walking on eggshells every day. We don't know like, you know, we we could gap up 20 points at the Globex in 3 minutes. Right, or we could gap down twenty handles and then and then swing wildly from there, or we could just consolidate and do nothing all night. Right, it's just you you don't know what you're gonna get. Right, it's like a jack in the box. Right, <laughs> you know, it, you don't you don't know when this thing is gonna pop, when it's gonna drop, and then the other thing too is unfortunately we have a government that is on social media, which. You know, and we have algos that parse every word of a statement, even if it's fake news. Uh, and I, oh, one final rant. Okay. When I was working with public companies, if a public company put out fake news, the FBI would be at their door the next day with SWAT and like three or four black SUVs with machine guns. Okay. They take that stuff very seriously. I don't know what happened, but now fake news seems to be okay. Right. <laughs> When did that happen, yeah. right? And and not only fake news regarding one com- public company and a false news release, but fake news that in, in covers the entire breadth of the market. So the damage is exponentially worse, right? But I don't see anyone regulatory-wise wondering about that or even thinking about that. It's just kind of like, la-da-da-da-da, okay, some fake news, we'll run it up, we'll run it down, you know? It, this is kind of baffling to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anybody else finds it baffling, but in the old days, fake news was a federal offense. I mean, it was punishable by criminal, you know, it was a criminal indictment for putting out false and misleading news. Right. Whatever happened to that? I, is that okay now? I, I don't know. It's just weird. No idea. It sounds like you might have some uh, conspiracy theories that you're thinking of. I, I don't know what it is. I, I actually haven't even thought about it that far to get a conspiracy theory. I'm just like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, this is okay now. I was like, okay. You know, it's like they would allow face masking in the NFL. Like, you know, just grab them <laughs> by the face. Mask. It's okay now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Crazy it's, stuff. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. So, yeah. So with that, uh, we'll move. Now we'll move into the listener questions. And uh, so the audience, uh, like I say, every week we encourage listener questions. You could D, uh, DM me and JJ on Twitter. Uh, we always put out a thread on Twitter every week. Uh, you can submit your questions in the comments. I would greatly appreciate it and we enjoy uh, answering your guys' questions, any type of question. And so jumping into it, um, our first question comes from at Trading Donkey. Uh, why are all these wannabe profitable traders getting their panties in a bunch over the algos? Traders are spewing all this algo nonsense on my Twitter feed that I'm thinking of finding another hobby, another hobby to piss my money away. Thoughts? <laughs> well, here's the thing about trading and trading. In the 80s, they were whining about pro- program trading. 
right? In the 90s, they were whining about the SOS bandit or the small order execution bandits. So here's the thing about the market, right? If it was the same every day, we would just back a truck up, fill it with money and drive away, right? Thank you very much. The market's job is to change. Our job is to keep up with it, right? There are algos, yes, right? There are, you know, different black pools, this, all this nonsense, right? The thing is, you've got to get past that and and figure out a way to trade and be profitable. And the market will change. The price action will change. How orders are routed will change. All of these things are dynamic and evolving every day. That's why I became a trader, because I have worked jobs where you sit and do the same thing every day. I worked for the federal government. I did these sorts of things when I was younger, and I didn't enjoy it at all, right? So what you need to do is you need to put on your sort of professor hat and sort of learn how to pick apart what's going to work for you in this market, right? You're going to have to be aware of price action. You you know, if you trade on the day time frame and that price action changes, it changed dramatically over the last two days, how, how things are kind of spitting out and how, uh, you know, how the orders are coming in. And it, and sometimes it's jerky. I remember when algos became very, very prevalent four years ago, I noticed um, the price action became very jerky all of a sudden. Now it's a little bit smoother, right? And, you know, you'd hear people going, oh, algo, 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 right? It's like, man, you gotta, you, you gotta keep up with it. You know, you've got to keep up with it. And, uh, you know, it's like Gunnery Sergeant Highway says in Heartbreak Ridge, man, we, uh, we adapt and overcome, right? That's the only choice we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Adapt and overcome. Shout out to trading do- at trading donkey for the question. We appreciate the question. Next question is from at Jamie trade. Uh, can you explain what is inventory? Uh, what happened to the confession segment? Uh, you can throw a poker player confession in every now and then. Uh, yeah. It's th- thanks for the podcast. It's by far one of the best out there. Oh, so, thanks. Yeah. So thank, thanks. Thanks for that, Jamie. Um, so he wants you to explain what is inventory. Okay. When we look at inventory and, and it's usually, you know, the easiest example is overnight inventory. It's really easy. You mark off the close in the, uh, in the ES or the S and P um, you mark it off and then you look and see where the trading in the overnight is compared to that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, today we closed at what? 2942 and, our overnight inventory as we opened is long because we have not in, in the first four minutes of trading today, the inventory is above the close. And uh, you can look at my Twitter feed and I, I post examples of it all the time. That that's as simple as it is. You know, we, uh, we look at overnight inventory compared to the close of the previous day. Right. And if it's over the close, we say it's long. If it's under the close, we say it's short. And if it's, you know, back and forth, it's mixed. And why we look at that is because, uh, as Mr. Dalton says, there's a 65 or 67. I'm not sure what the exact number is. There's a 67% chance that that inventory will correct when we open in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to be keeping track of that, Jim. So hopefully the numbers are right. We're, we're taking notes now. I want to, I want to test them numbers. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, 
Yeah, he also wants to know, JJ, what happened to the confessions segment? Well, you know, the, the thing is, the last three or four podcasts, and then also me, me being on the Alpha Mind podcast, I was just kind of, you know, I was thinking people are getting sick of me and my stories. So, but we will definitely have to come up with some confessions for the next podcast because hopefully the next podcast will have one of my ex clients on. Uh, on and uh, that, mm-hmm. that should be a little bit interesting because we'll both have a lot to confess. I'm sure it will. That'd be <laughs> be very entertaining, very amusing. And he said we could throw in a poker player confession every now and then. All right, I'll. Uh, that would be good. I might have to throw one in there for you, Jamie. Yeah. So, uh, thanks to at Jamie Trade for the question, and thanks for uh, supporting the podcast. We appreciate it. Now, this next one, I don't know if this is a question. This was a comment left in the thread, but I'm gonna give the guy a shout out because I like this guy a lot. Uh, it's from at Bel Air Trader. He says, "My man Ray," and that's it. <laughs> so, oh, okay, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a question, but uh, yeah, shout out to the the front running Frenchman. Uh, next the time, front running act- Frenchman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The front running Frenchman. Next time, Mo actually leave a question, but I appreciate the love though. <laughs> appreciate the love. Uh, with that being said, that's going to wrap up the podcast. JJ. Any parting thoughts for the audience? Uh, be careful out there, people. This market is goofy. And, you know, keep your head on a swivel, like my offensive line coach used to say in mm-hmm. the old days. Mm-hmm. Just be careful. And for the love of God, do not short when it's one time framing and use <laughs> stops. Okay? Yeah. And I will leave with that. Use stops. <laughs> yeah. Use stops, you degenerates. No shorting one time frame. With that being said, for the gorilla of House Street, I'm the Donkey Whisperer. Be safe out there.